So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Everybody's been down, hit the bottom, hit the ground. Ooh, you're not alone. Just take a breath, don't forget, hang on to his promises. He wants you to know you're Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is here to be your go-to educational and informational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. Her guests will bring you important insights and information, helping you make better decisions through this process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, and give you hope. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton starts now. And here's your host, Christy Stratton. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm Christy Stratton, and thank you for listening in each and every week. If this is the first time you're joining us, a continued and very, very special welcome to you. And if you are back with us again this week, welcome to you, too. And thank you so much for listening. I really am so very happy that you're here with us today. This show is for those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and also for friends and family of those divorcing. It can be an overwhelming life event for everyone involved. We're not here to coach you to get a divorce or give you legal advice. We are here to walk the path with you if you are faced with a divorce, and we bring you specialists who can help you make better decisions during this time, provide you information and resources and give you ideas about how to be your best self in a time that can bring out your worst and give you hope. As we continue with our moving forward theme in January, we are going to talk planning today. We've got a frequent guest back with us today, and he's the perfect person to talk with us, not only about planning, and you'll hear why that is in just a bit, but also planning for divorce. He's been through divorce and he's been able to navigate it and now share with you, the listeners, what he's learned through the process. We're joined by Richard Mendelow again. Richard was with us in the fall to talk about his experience with collaborative divorce and he helped me put a bow on the last show of the year with a heartfelt episode where we spoke about our wish for you. Those of you considering going through or coming out of divorce, our wish that you know that you'll be okay. Part of that being okay is planning, and you'll hear why Richard's process included planning and why you'll want to as well. And guess what? He even created an infographic for us to walk through today. Richard, welcome back. Thank you It's so so nice to see you again. It's January. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And it's the new decade. And I keep saying that because it's just, I don't know why all of a sudden I just had this crazy realization, like 10 years, bye-bye. The last 10 years, bye-bye. I get a new decade. I get a do-over. Please God. Amen. Amen. Right. And so we're talking planning today and planning, you know, beginning of, you know, at the beginning of the year, a lot of people, well, let's say it, people are into resolutions, Right. And I often say that I don't really go the resolution route. Um, I plan and I set goals of, you know, now today, not just what's in front of me, but, you know, where I want to be in 10 years, because that 10 years vision 
is going to shape the choices I make looking back, right? And so we're talking planning today, and you're the perfect person to talk about planning. As I said in the intro, not only just about divorce, but there's a little reason why you're really good at planning. Why is right. that? Right. <laughs> um, as a colonel in the Marine Corps, I don't get to have any fun. <laughs> Basically, I plan things right. and uh, lead people through those plans and help people to achieve uh, what higher headquarters says we must achieve. Things uh, don't happen by accident. They happen because we plan. And uh, so I've been through the command and staff college, which is about a year and a half of no fun. And uh, honestly, all kidding aside, it helps me in everything I do to, to plot the course that will get you there to understand what resources will be required to... See what teams need to be built. Who needs to be consulted? The other uh, thing is that I'm an airline pilot. Mm -hmm. And the stakes are so high for what we do on the flight deck of a major airline with a couple hundred people crossing large oceans. The stakes are so high that we have contact with the headquarters of our company at all times. It's actually required by law. And should anything happen we assemble a team to deal with that particular thing to advise us in the airplane. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about something similar here where Mm -hmm. you basically say, this thing has happened, it's happening, it may happen. And as I visualize the desired outcome, how can I best get there? And before we go further, you mentioned that you are a colonel in the Marines. Yes. Marine Reserves. Yes. And in our planning in previous episodes, there's a little something that you need to share with us before we move forward, right? Thank you very much. Um, because I'm still serving in the Marine Corps Reserves, I have to preface my comments by saying that these are my personal views and they do not necessarily represent the Department of Defense or the Department of the Navy. So thank, thank you, you for saying that because that just me, frees me up now to fully ask you questions. Yeah, <laughs> so, I appreciate that reminder. So... Uh, but that's, as I was planning for the show, planning again, that will be our theme theme word for the day, uh, was really thinking about the fact of your experience as a colonel and also a pilot. And so I love that you shared that immediately with us. And what I've learned over the, the time of being a divorce coach, working with people, even as a transition coach in business and career, that um, while it may feel like the transition of, you know, leaving a lifelong career and opening your own business or retiring from something and starting a new venture or um, leaving a marriage, uh, a relationship, anything like that, that I don't say lightly that we are likening them to the same, but in some sense, there are the same elements of change, of um, going from one state to another state. And what I think we miss out on is that planning episode, that planning component, right? And and so as I liken it, or not liken it to that, but think about my clients in my work with when they come to me and they say, you know, my, my husband has told me he's going to file for divorce or my wife just served me with divorce papers. And I will say, all right, so 
dig dig into quite kind of what's going on. But one of the first things, if they are moving forward to the next step, which is going into talk with an attorney, one of the things that I help them do is plan for even that meeting by putting together some documents. Divorce is um, a lot of people think of it as the emotional component of divorce, but it in fact is um, really the separation of the financial aspect of your life, right? And the parenting plan, it really doesn't deal with emotions, right? And so, but you're in this ball of emotions and you've got somebody saying, you now need to plan for your meeting with an attorney. And they're like, why do I need to do that? So that's a lot of the question of why I need. So if we're thinking about today and in those small moments of the next meeting or the future, I want to cover that entire ground here today. But there was something you've said before when you were on the show, and it's really rung through in all the writings I've done and all the blogs and even a post out there. I don't think I've even told you this, but begin with the end in mind. Tell us what that has to do with planning. We mentioned last time that divorce is about a change. Yeah. Marriage is about planning a life together. Divorce is about planning a life apart. Mm. And you've got to look forward, see where you want to go in your life. Otherwise, you're just reacting to the world. Yeah. You're going to be what's left when the lawyers get done with you, when your ex gets done with you or whatever. It's very similar to going to the gym without a plan. You throw a few weights around and then you leave. Well, no, that's not going to get you benefits. So what we know about change is a couple things. You got to have a plan. It's going to be painful, but your pain, uh, your plan will mitigate some of the pain. So if you do the same thing every day, nothing's going to change. You go to the gym, you have to lift heavier weights in order to get stronger. Lifting heavier weights is painful. How can you mitigate some of the pain? It's the same with divorce. You're trying to evoke a change. You have to decide where you want to go. And it's going to be painful. So in carefully visualizing the steps required to get you from here to there, knowing where there is. All right. Key point. Knowing where there is Knowing where there is. You can then take steps to mitigate some of the pain. Real quick example. It's going to be emotional. Mm -hmm. So... Don't plan on any any big work changes. Right. Don't plan on anything else. Save your emotional energy for this. Because it's kind of like you said, it's like combat. Mm. Combat is not about emotion. But and you know a, a little bit about emotion. combat. Yeah. <laughs> you got a mission. You're right. trying to do something. You're in harm's way for a reason. By the way, there's a lot associated with that combat mm-hmm. emotionally. There, there is, and only you can share that, you know, you know, I would say most of us have not been in that situation, but I think that's where we really can dig in and learn from you, not only having gone through divorce again, you yourself and what that did, but also the, uh, as, as I like to say, the strategical, the strategical, but also the tactical efforts. So strategic, strategic being what's that vision of you at the end of this, like you said, begin with the end in mind. Um, and you developed a nice little infographic for us, and we are going to go through that. And while the listeners can't see this right now, they will be able to see it on uh, the um, on on the YouTube channel when this is posted. 
they'll be able to see this. But we're going to walk through this in this show. We're going to walk through this image uh, in this show. And uh, we are going to do that when we come back from break. And we're going to hear about that. We're going to hear about the start to finish line from a perspective of a colonel in the Marine Reserve, uh, also a United Airline pilot, but also someone through who had been, uh, who has been in um, divorce himself. Right. So I've been there. You've been there, right? So with that said, I'd rather choose combat. (laughs) (laughs) We can have a lot of fun with that, right? (laughs) We can have a lot of fun with that. But um, speaking of planning, we have planned for two minutes or so ish for our uh, sponsors to have a quick word with us because we would not be here without them. So you guys stay tuned. Make sure you come back because you want to hear about these uh, this planning process that Rich has been through and uh, that he can help us walk through. So you guys stay tuned. A divorce can change your whole world, including your financial picture. The more you know and the better you understand your options, the more likely you are to make sound financial decisions. Learn how to build a solid financial strategy today that may help you provide greater security and flexibility in the future. Morgan Stanley Financial Advisor Gary Wolf can help. Contact Gary Wolf today at 281-362-4706 to get started. That's 281-362-4706. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, Morgan Stanley, its affiliates, and Morgan Stanley Financial Advisors do not provide legal advice. Clients should consult their attorney for legal matters. Anytime you are selling or buying real estate, you need a seasoned real estate agent to navigate you through the process, especially when you are selling or buying because of a divorce. But you don't want just any real estate professional. You want one who is a real estate collaboration specialist in divorce. You want Jennifer Dodds. Jennifer will help you move forward through the real estate process during your divorce as your strong advocate. Call Jennifer today to learn more about how she can help you with all of your real estate needs at 281-974-703. When you're selling your home, you want to wow people when they see it. Or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home, consider Simple Elegance. The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com. There's a lot at stake in a divorce, and you want trusted and specialized counsel. Houston attorney Craig Haston is board certified by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and has more than 25 years of legal experience. And experience is everything. Craig will help you make the best choices for your family and your future. When divorce seems to be your next step, contact one of the most recognized attorneys in Texas, Craig Haston. To schedule a consultation, call 281-890-1300 or go to HastonLaw.com. I don't know about you. Does it make you happy? (laughs) I guess it's because it's in my running playlist. And so I just know it already. And the moment that comes on, I start like running to it and I have a little bit more energy. 
And so we have energy here today. And I'm not going to get up and run because I did lunges yesterday and I'm really sore. <laughs> but talking about, you know, the planning of divorce, we're here with Rich Mendelo and he's back. He's a frequent guest with us. He talked about previously in the year, he talked about his experience with collaborative divorce and went through that with his attorney, Craig Haston. Uh, he also um, was with us at the end of the year and we really talked about a person who had gone through divorce and now had come coming out of it what he did to come out of it. Now we're digging a little bit deeper because we've been talking about this planning thing, you know, outside of the studio and rich uh, is a Colonel in the Marine reserve. He's also a pilot. So there is a lot of planning that goes on in his world. And his, as he says, he has no fun, but I'm here to tell you he does because he's funny every once in a while. So, (laughs) but he has done something for us here on the show. And I thought it was really cool and something I think that will really help because many of us are, we're, we're vision. I want to say we're visionaries, which we are in a sense, but we need that vision to understand we're visual learners. About 60% of people are visual learners. And also, I think I read something, and I, I honestly don't know where I read it recently, but it was something about a super high percentage of people that if they don't have vision, they they really, bottom line, don't know how to act. And so what we were talking about in the first segment was that planning and starting with the, the end in mind, right. or beginning rather with the end in mind, is having that vision. And the the vision that I'm here looking at with the infographic that you provided us, Richard, and thank you again for doing that, is this image of an arrow pointed towards a, a target. Um, and obviously it makes sense given your background. You know, it, there it, there's kind of the, a bit of the, um, um, the commander type of um, warrior type of, Colonel type of image this here. This is what I want to do. Yeah, this is there. But you've got there, right there, strategy, your vision when the divorce is finished, or even um, 10 years from now, or even next month, or those sorts of things. And so I see here, and I'm just going to give them an overview and then let's dig in. Phase one, hold on. Phase two, let the dust settle. Phase three, rebuilding. Phase four, going forward. And there's all these things with tactics and so forth that you're looking at in these lines of operation going forward. So let's, if, if you're, if you will, let's talk about what does phase one look like? Hold on. Um, it's hard to describe the infographic. Uh, before we get there, could I just say, if you take a piece of paper and you turn it on its side, and then on the left side of the paper, you write tactics, and in the middle, you have operations, and then on the right side, you have your strategy. When you begin with the end in mind, it's like saying, I want to build a house. Okay, well, that's great. How do you build it? We can't focus in the future because we live in the now. In order to be productive, in order to cope, we have to be in the moment. Mm-hmm. Tactics are what you do in the moment. Mm -hmm. But in order to make sure that my tactics, the stuff I do today, is going to connect me to this desired end state, this vision I have for five years or 10 years, I have lines of operation. 
Uh, so, for example, for me, the bottom line of operation that goes from my tactics on the left side of the page to my strategy desired end state, strategy is how I'm going to achieve the desired end state. The, the bottom line of operation for me is always faith and values. Faith and values are what connect anything that I do today to anything good that I can ever achieve. Those are the lines of operation? My, the one line of operation that you see there on the bottom is faith and values. Oh, I see. Okay. So that is a area of my life. Another area of my life, for example, is finances. Another area of my life is relationships. Those are the lines of operation. Work is a line of operation. That doesn't tell me how to behave today. Right, exactly. It doesn't help me focus on the moment. Mm -hmm. So it does say that, for example, I have to have a financial plan as part of my overall plan. Mm -hmm. And then today I'm going to go to the grocery store and I'm only going to spend $10 as part of my financial plan, as part of my budget. Mm Mm-hmm. So tactics is about what you do right here, right now, today. The lines of operation are going to connect your tactics to your strategy for achieving this vision. So a little bit confusing in the absence of the picture, but it's just like saying, for example, tactics. I'm going to be kind. That's a tactic. That's one of my guiding things for my behavior today. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to underschedule my day. That's a tactic. I'm not going to react to the world. I'm going to decide who and what I am. So you said, what is the first phase? Uh, Because in that picture on the left side, you got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. For me, in divorce, it was very much focused on letting the dust settle, not making anything worse. Uh, just getting through this. Mm-hmm. So I said the first phase uh, ended when I had a signed divorce decree. I'm not worried about a job promotion right now. I'm not worried about moving to Hawaii, building a new house. I am trying to get through this thing with kindness, with patience, with dignity. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first bite. You know, interesting uh, as there always are no 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 there's so many questions i want to ask um but i think that gives us and and interestingly enough when i asked you first about phase one everything in my being went wait 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 we need to talk about the strategy and the vision first and you you essentially did you gave us a big picture of what this arrow is and what i took from that now applying with uh divorce coaching principles is us hearing, okay, we, we need to find, we, ne- we need to figure out what the end state is. There are times when you cannot figure that out. That at that point is not figure outable um, because you are in such an emotional state and you, you led us so eloquently there to, you've got to start somewhere. And sometimes when we're in that emotional brain, and I say this often to my clients, activity begets activity, because we may not be able to know. I, I don't know. You asking me about vision down the road? I don't know. You know, my life is falling apart. Okay, let's start somewhere. And a tactic, like you said, um, you know, going to the grocery store, 
spending $10, right? And over time, those tactics could be habits, begin to be those things that can actually give us some comfort in the everyday doing of the things. So that can get us out of that emotional brain, get us into the thinking brain. So we now can see the vision. That's a very interesting point. April 6th of 2018, I stood at my father's grave as we buried him. I'm sorry, April 8th. And you ask, what's it all about? Mm. Well, ultimately, that's what it's all about. In the absence of any vision for your life, whereby I'm living here and I am doing this job and uh, my children are grown and married, in the absence of something like that, for me, it's as simple as saying, what do I want written on my tombstone? Mm. Because that's what's going to affect what I do tomorrow. So ultimately, when all of this is over, and it will be, you say, okay, if you want on your tombstone for it to say you were a good son, then be a good son. If you want it to say you were a good mother, then tomorrow when you wake up, then be a good mother. Be a good mother. And that's another way to sort through all of the dust and the noise and the volume of this very difficult time is to say, you know what? It'll all come to an end one day. What do I want people to say about me? And truth be told, that's it. So there's two cliches that I wanted to tell you about planning that we use in the Marine Corps. Number one, if you fail to plan, you plan you to plan fail. To fail. Exactly. All Number, day, every day. All day, every day. Number two, no plan survives its first contact with the enemy. So mm-hmm. regardless of how well you plan, the enemy's not going to help you with your plan. Mm-hmm. They're not going to make sure that you can win. Of course not. They're the enemy. And so life intervenes and stuff happens and you've got to be a little bit flexible, but you have to know at all times what's on that tombstone. What's the vision? Where is all of this leading? And as Christians, in faith, it has to be your meeting Jesus and him saying to you, well done, my good and faithful servant. Yeah. And as a Christian, that is, you know, that saving grace And as a Christian myself, thank goodness, some people don't. So they are living in, I love the word you used, the volume of the secular world. And they are so focused on what's happening right now. And, and so, um, that's a lot of where we're, we're, we're touching people's lives, hopefully the listeners and talking to them about divorce. If you're faced with it, if you're in the middle of it, if you're coming out of it, that, you know, I'm just getting an overwhelming sense is those of you out there listening is to really take this, whether you're a Christian or not, but begin to ask what, what it's going to be on my tombstone. What do I want as the end state? What's the end state? And, and let that shape because it, I don't make light of it, but it's pretty simple when we get that vision, then we must take actions to make that happen. And we're going to talk more. And that's your plan. And that's your plan. And we're going to talk more about that as we come back into the third segment. But first, stay tuned for this week's two-minute tip. You're going to be hearing more about planning, of course, because we're talking about planning. You guys stay tuned. Rich Mendelow is here with us. You want to hear about this plan and how it can help you through divorce. Come on back. 
Here's today's two-minute tip. Today we are talking about planning and the importance of planning when you are considering divorce in the midst of it or moving forward from it. One of the things you need to plan for are finances. Divorce is the dissolution of a marriage, yes, legally. It is also the separating of the marital assets. And if children are involved, it is the restructuring of the care of your children. We call it the parenting plan. In my experience, many people don't understand what's involved. They may think it's just paperwork, but I will tell you that it's way more than paperwork. And it's something that we really need to think through and something that we need to plan through. What many don't plan for is the emotional upheaval that comes with divorce. And that can thwart what we as divorce coaches call your thinking brain and all sorts of planning becomes very much a challenge. So with that said, as a divorce coach, I provide my clients with documents that can help them plan that helps them to get into the thinking brain. And these documents focus on the financial and the parenting plan. And that's where you need to start. An attorney will need this information. So it's best to gather it now, not later, not planning, not preparing this information will cause you to waste time and money and it will cause great frustration. Promise. Truth be told, we need to all have this information. I'm talking about regarding finances organized now, whether divorcing or not, but rarely we do. So today's tip, start getting your finances organized, prepare a budget, know your expenses, know your income, know your assets, and write it down in a plan. And if you'd like to learn more about the forms I provide clients, reach out to me, Christy Stratton at 281-944-8043. You can also find me, Christy Stratton, at thedivorcecoachinghour.com, on Facebook at The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton, and Instagram at Coach Christy Stratton. And listen, Each week for another two-minute tip, all to support you or someone you know who is facing or going through divorce. And please share this episode with those who will benefit. I don't know the rest of those words, but I think they go on something along the lines of like a thousand years. And we're already, you know, a little bit into January. And, you know, for some that could feel like it's already been a thousand years, right? (laughs) Because, you know, the plans that you've set, maybe they're not really happening as you wanted. I I recall last year, uh, this time last year, I had all these plans of, uh, you know, part of what I do as well is I'm, I'm travel on the, t- on the road and I teach people uh, different things. And I had it, typically between the holidays and the, the end of January, I have a little bit more space. I'm not out there teaching. And uh, so I usually, usually utilize that. That's my planned time to catch up on things, to forward plan for my business, for my future, my life. And, you know, slow down for a little bit, really be with God. And last year, I um, not only was just ill with the sickness of the season, that sort of thing, um, bronchitis and all that, but um, I also had a herniated disc that go in my neck, and that was painful. And my little Pasha puppy, who was my sidekick for years, went to doggy heaven. And so I really was in a place of not being able to move forward with my plans. And I was, I was, I was really kind of stuck. I've not really been there and I hadn't really been in that much pain. I don't think ever in my life. So I didn't know what to do. And I found myself a bit at a crossroads of going, okay, 
what do I do here? And even at that point as an independent contractor, someone who owns their own business, I was thinking, oh my gosh, I may have to have surgery. My health insurance is not great. What am I going to have to do? Am I going to have to go back and get a job? And I'm like, do I have to give up my passion, my hope, my dream, what I feel like God has put on my will, uh, on my heart and go get a job so I can get a surgery. And so in working through coaching with some peer coaching and, and um, training through divorce coaching and whatnot, I had a, a peer coach and we went through this process and she said, well, try this, go back and look at, you know, and we were talking at that point, the last major change in your life and start looking at what's happened and occurred since then. And I'm like, how's that going to me looking backwards? How's that going to help me? Right. And I said, okay, I'll try it. Fine. So I started looking back and what I noticed was every two years, something had happened for about seven of the last 12 years, about something bad had happened every two years, but then it started going yeah, from divorce to financial obliteration, to the death of my parents, to the sickness of my, my, um, my nephew to, you know, those things. But then all of a sudden it began to turn, I became accredited as a coach, I specialized in divorce coaching offered the opportunity for the radio station, I went, wait a second, let's project out 10 years from now. What do I want then? I was like, let me see myself at that place. And I said, well, here are the two things I know that I want. I know that I know that I know that I want this. I want to have a thriving independent business as a woman owned thriving independent business. But more importantly, I want to be remarried. And I went, okay, that tells me two things. If I want to have an, an independent, thriving business, then I can't go get a job right now. That's not going to get me there. That's right. not going to get me there. I had that vision. If I want to be married, then I need to be the person to marry the type of man that I want to marry. And I also need to intentionally date along the way. So I need to think about that and I need to plan for it, not just let, let it, you know, it is in God's hands, but, you know, choosing the right mate as well, right? So I had a vision, right? But also there was another component of it. And one of the things I work with people in is um, getting clear about that vision. And I wasn't clear. I felt like I was in such a fog. And until I decided what I didn't want, I didn't really know what I wanted and vice versa, right? right? So that clear, what we were talking about in the last couple of segments was that target, that vision. We need that vision, but there was something else that was going to shape my choices, and that is my values. And I work a lot with my clients to really understand what they value. And what the reason I just shared that story with you, Richard, is, and we're with Richard Mindelow, again, a frequent guest on the show and, and always bringing a wonderful perspective, and we're talking about planning today, is... I'm looking at this lines of operation, this infographic, as I'm calling it, that you, you provided us. And again, thank you. At the bottom level of it, that really is the, the I'm going to call it cornerstone, even though it's not. It's tying the tactics together with the going forward into the strategy and vision. And it's faith and values. And I saw it as your foundation. Right. And if we don't have that foundation, we may have that vision, but life's going to take us off course in a half a second. It's precisely like dating. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was saying And we're to, talking on a divorce coaching show. Isn't that well, interesting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I have a strange point. I was talking to somebody who was on their third or fourth different divorce, and they were a bit of a mess. 
And I said to this guy who was already dating again, I said to him, you realize dating is like fishing, except for you're the bait. <laughs> so if you keep catching <laughs> fish that you don't like, you should probably look, look at, the at the bait, bait. that you're using. <laughs> yes. What that means is that whatever we do in life, it's who we are that matters. Mm. Nothing good is going to come out of whatever we do if who we are isn't right. Mm. And ethics, Mm -hmm. morals, the rules we have for ourselves. So we live in a society that makes the rules up as it goes along, and it wonders why we can't get along. Mm I used this metaphor before. If we were playing Monopoly and we had an argument or a disagreement, the first thing we would do is look at the rules. But as we've turned our backs on the Bible, mm-hmm. we no longer have a common set of rules. And so we have all this dissonance, all this conflict. Faith and values for me is the set of rules that I am going to use in dealing with absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. I will have bad days. I will fall down. I will not be the guy that I want to be, and I can guarantee you that I'm going to look into the mirror at night, ask God to show me, and I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and try harder. Yep. Far from perfect, just a dude, but you know you can bank on the fact that those are my rules, I'm going to be trying hard, and if I'm not doing it, you can call me on it. And I think that's truly what love is. That's truly what coaching is. That's truly what mentoring is. That's truly what parenting is. That's truly what being married is. It's, it's having a common vision and a common set of rules to achieve that vision. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just about the ends and the means mean nothing. And then we have all of these people who get to the end and realized, wow, I missed the boat. Yeah, This really was about the means. Well, and here's what I, I often say when I'm speaking or working with people on values. And I, at all of my clients, divorce coaching, transition coaching, career and business coaching, we start with an exercise on values. And I often say this, if you don't know your values, and in fact, the, the class I teach, I ask, how many of you know your values? And they're kind of like, yeah, kind of halfway raising their hands. And I'm like, now, how many of you val- of you have your values written down? Typically, no hands go up. And the question I ask them at that moment, and I pause, and I say this. If you don't know your values, whose values are you living on? Right. And there's silence. And that's the thing. We've, we've gotten away from the values, but what we don't understand is those values are, are um, there are turn signals. There are... They are the things that help us make those choices when we do fall down. I know that my number one value is love. And a lot of people go, oh, love, hearts and flowers and unicorns and puppy dog tails and all that sort of thing. No. Choosing love of everything that happens to me, to my life, to the choices I make, to the people, even when it's not so lovable. You know, one of the things listeners will hear me often say is uh, look at things as happening for you. Because even the hardest truth that you may not think is love is, in fact, love. Because somebody cares enough about you to give you the truth, right? Right. My second is honesty. And I know, I know that I know that I know that if something is awry in my body, even feeling in my physical body, 
but there's something off, then that's probably violating my honesty value. And if I don't know that, then I'm just sitting in a world of emotion of angry because I feel bad, but I don't know why I feel bad. But if I know that I'm out of alignment with my values, then I can understand myself more. I can make better choices. And I think that's what, you know, applied all to divorce coaching, a divorce in the situation. You, Richard, had this foundation of faith and values, which shaped, shaped your choices. Like many other people could have gone out and been somebody else. But you chose, as you shared with us, to be the man with the Bible at the end of divorce, looking back and saying, I didn't want to make it worse. And my friends out there listening, you know, can I encourage you to look at that strategy and look back? What is your foundation that's going to guide you from that, those tactics to the strategy? Any thoughts, there, Richard? Rules of engagement. Yeah. If we go over to Afghanistan or Iraq and we react to the enemy, we get mad, we blast this thing, we blow this thing up, then turn around and wonder why everything is just rubble. Yeah. Rules of engagement are going to help you to achieve your stated objectives, which necessarily in a spiritual world have to be done in the right way. The Bible says you can't obtain something holy in an unholy way. The ends and the means are connected. So we cannot be what's left at the end of the day when the enemy gets done with us. Whether that enemy is divorce, whether that enemy is a a bitter ex, whether that enemy is the Taliban, we can't allow them to determine who we are because what we know is that who we are is going to be all that matters in the end. It it is, and I I wrote down here, the ends and the means are all connected. It really is all connected. And um, that's what we really want you to look at is that strategy, that vision that's going to help you tie it all together. And when we come back, we're going to learn a little bit more about Richard and his ideas. Um, He's going to share with us these planning ideas. You guys don't miss it. Come on back. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is meant to come alongside those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and maybe even help save some marriages. Many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives, whether they are going through a divorce or they know someone who is or has. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. There are many professionals involved in the divorce process who want the very best outcome for those involved. These professionals include attorneys, financial analysts, mental health professionals, and those in the helping professions, real estate agents, title companies, churches, and those are only a few. For those touched by divorce, these professionals play a critical role in the outcome, and those going through this process need to know about them. Another goal of this show is to provide resources to listeners, including informing them about the professionals who can help. If you'd like to let our listeners know about you and your company and services, please contact us. We have corporate sponsor opportunities available. Call 281-944-8043 for more information. That's 281-944-8043. We want to help our listeners know about you and your business. Call us today to apply as there are some requirements. Call 281-944-8043. So we've been talking with Richard Mendelow. He's a frequent guest on the show, and he has this time brought us in, um, I'm calling it an infographic, 
um, because those are quite popular these days. But it really is looking at the, as he has it titled here, the lines of operation. Um, Richard's background is a colonel in the Marine Reserve, uh, also a airline pilot. And so he does a lot of planning, a lot of strategy. And uh, he, too, went through a divorce and utilized those, that skill set to help him move towards his vision, which, if you heard me say earlier, a man with the Bible looking back, not having made things worse. With that said, we want to find out a little bit more about Richard right now. And so, you know, one of the things that was coming to mind, Richard, as we've been talking is you are a man of God. Um, and you've written a book called Courageous Christianity. It's a 40-day devotional, Right Makes Might. And um, I've had the pleasure of going through most of it. As we talked about, my, my, my second value is honesty, so I won't lie. I will finish it. Um, but it's, it's a really I, I, wonderful, is not the right word, um, deep look, I think, at Christianity and now hearing you speak uh, as it relates to your walk as a warrior through divorce, um, uh, what I'm drawn to thinking right now is that walk that um, you've path. You probably would be a great sounding board for some of our listeners out there, whether they're interested in finding your book at is it rightmakesmight.com? Rightmakesmight.com okay. or Google. Uh, Kindle mm-hmm. version. The book is called Right Makes Might, mm-hmm. 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. And as we've talked about, I don't really see my faith as religion. I see my faith as living a godly life and though I'll make mistakes, submitting myself to Jesus, submitting myself to a code of conduct and ethics outside of myself, and then measuring how I do and trying to do better tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm not a big religion guy. No. I am a Bible, faith, uh, committed to Jesus guy. I see you as that, a man of faith, and I'm just getting the sense that there may be somebody out there that you, you could speak that that into so how would someone reach you if they wanted to uh right makes com. okay or uh they can use that uh in the back of the book is the contact information okay. for um, yeah and right make mike uh, you can go on and you can put in and you right. know, contact information so um, that you could reach out to them there yeah yeah and i hear what you're saying uh Folks, this is such a hard, a hard time f- uh, to be in this place. Divorce, life change, and we really have to be so intentional. Um, you break it up into phases, for example. Um, and you did there in that intentionality. So we've talked about phase one, hold on. We've talked about the end state. But there's two or three phases in the middle. So phase two, let's let the dust settle. We kind of talked about that. Phase three, rebuilding. Right. Talk to us more about those phases. Uh, well, you know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite, one bite at, at, a at a time. But I don't often eat elephants. Uh, me neither. <laughs> this is so difficult. And it is. so it's important 
that people in different places in the divorce process or the resurrection of a marriage process break it up into a manageable piece. And so if you're just starting, it's okay to just hold what you got. Just get through today and try to do it well. Ask God for help. Surround yourself with good people. Form a good team, as we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. And start thinking about what's important to you. Like you said, write down your values and start thinking about the fact that you're going to go through this process. You may as well make it work for you. Mm -hmm. If we're going to combat, then I'm going to achieve something. And so as you think about that, where you want to be, it's very important because eventually you're going to give instructions to a lawyer. Look, you don't work for the lawyer. The lawyer works for you. Mm -hmm. And I guided my attorney and I said to him, for example, in a year's time, I'm going to be reading my Bible and I will not sit there and feel like a hypocrite. So words like mercy, forgiveness, kindness, gentleness. I have to live those words now through this process. It doesn't count when it's easy. So you're going to have to think these things through, determine what's important to you, issue guidance to your team and to the people who are going to hold you accountable, and then walk that out on a daily basis. With that said, understand you will have bad days. You will fall short. Come back tomorrow. Give yourself some room. Don't be too hard on yourself. Things are hard enough without you being hard on yourself. And don't make anything worse. Yeah. That was phase one for me. Mm -hmm. The next phase is about, okay. Letting the dust settle, which well, I think that's kind of, yeah. You're, you're, you're letting the dust settle. Now you're in the process. You're not making any big decisions. You're putting one foot in front of the other. You formed a good team and you're letting people walk that walk with you. Yeah. Let the dust settle. Don't make it. Uh, blow it up again. You know, and one one of the things that uh, people have asked me through the, the those seven years I was talking about earlier that uh, how I got through it, and even even if, and I love that you said tomorrow's a new day, you know, try again, walk again. Um, I'd say tiny baby steps, right. right? Sometimes they are so tiny, right? Absolutely, because the truth of the matter is, people don't remember what you did; they remember how you made them feel. Absolutely, and so. Just walk a good walk today. Yeah. Just, today. just focus on this. Yeah. And if today amounts to very little, then fine. Just do what you did today well. Right. Right. And then rebuilding. Yeah. Rebuilding is going to come later in the process. You have to have demarcation between each phase. So for me, the first phase ended when I had a signed divorce decree, and I'm now in the rebuilding phase. Mm -hmm. I'm now in the uh, trying to minister to the people in my life that have been hurt by this, mm -hmm. uh, trying to form good relationships with my uh, children and, and that healing and that comforting. And everybody is trying to get past this thing, and you just want to see everybody be successful. Mm -hmm. um, this is an event in your life. It's not your life, and you're going to move on. And the degree to which you're successful depends on the maturity with which you go through the process. You know, and it's, it's, um, it's important to hear that listeners, because I'm going to speak from the place I was when, when all of the upheaval was happening in my life. And I, I, 
I had, I didn't have that around me. I was miles and miles away in another state, not around my family. And, um, and, and yes, my brother's a family law attorney and he said this to me, don't go down this road. If you're not, don't go down this path. If you're not ready, I've said this many times, many, many times. I, I didn't really get that, but I didn't walk through this intentionally. And as a result, I'm still rebuilding 12 years later. And much of that are my poor choices, but you know, that's what the show is there. That's why my heart has come to wanting to do this. And I've known that I've wanted to work with people going through divorce because I didn't have that. And even if I did, maybe I couldn't have heard it, but heard it, but I didn't have that maturity and maturity is a process. And so I want you to hear out there that, you know, these are tools that even if you try one thing that we're talking about, you know, even that, that vision, who do you want to be at the end of this? And then make one choice. And one of my hashtags is choice, not chance. Right. And I, you know, Richard, I thank you for sharing this because all of that I see is that phase four going forward. But again, I can't help but keep going back to this begin with the end in mind. And so in about less than a minute, any final thoughts that you might have with regards to planning? There are a lot of things that take place in, in combat to cause us to be very much focused on what's happening right now. Your brain actually helps because in trying to survive, it gets very granular, time goes very slowly, mm -hmm. and you're absolutely obsessed with what's happening now. But it's not about now. Right. And it's very hard to ask you to lift your eyes up to the horizon. Uh, the bright light at the end of the tunnel will make things seem not so dark right now. So focus on that place where you're trying to go. Focus on a, a great change made, a bright light, and you will be that if you walk it out one day at a time. And it's exactly what we talk about as a divorce coach uh, is getting into that thinking brain and choosing those actions, but we're often in that emotional brain and, you know, just one step, get somebody who's objective, a thinking partner, divorce coach, your pastor, your friends and family aren't going to be there. The ones that really can help you because they're not objective. And my guests like Richard are here to walk the path with you and bring you these ideas. So thank you again for being with us again, again, and you know, listeners, I thank you for listening today. It's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life. Find us at the divorcecoachinghour.com or call me at 281-944-8043. You can also add us to your podcast library and we'd love it if you would rate, review and share or find us on Facebook at the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton. Thank you for listening today. I'm Christy Stratton and I can't wait to be here with you each and every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 FM KKHT, The Word. The Word.